I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's Friday evening, and you know what that means. It's time to talk about Activision Blizzard again. Because we don't do anything else on this show, but I will at some point get frustrated during this episode. and. We'll relate to the kids when we talk about Fortnite. The old Fortnite, everyone's favorite game. And my favorite span of time. A Fortnite. See what he did there? Smart man. Most famous speech that word was used in. Uh, Gettysburg Address? Good man. I felt like it was a trick question because it was too obvious. Yeah, it is very. I was like, "What other speeches?" It's very obvious, but to anybody else, they just went, "What the fuck did you do?" Just (laughs) so, what the fuck's a Fortnite? Oh man, life. Anyway, we are in this. Yeah. Hey, this is the Gamer Sue Podcast, your (laughs) weekly roundup of news and commentary. Related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique your interest and our interests. I fucked that up. My favorite part is when we do the intro. Yes. As as made up on the fly as I always do it. You you have the only part of this that has been, you know, like thought out and, and scriptedly pre written yeah. by by you. Thought out is strong word. You wrote it. Yes, but like scripted, yes. Okay, okay, sure, yeah. But the the moment I do the dumb intro, we have a little bit of banter, and then I immediately throw Matt off by just getting out of out of my chair to like turn a light on or do something different, and he forgets to just keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the equivalent of a dog going, "Ooh, shiny thing." <laughs> I just like don't register that I have to do the thing that I literally do every Friday night. Y- yeah, and it's not even like I left you in the, like the middle of the story. It's like, oh. He's going to talk for a second. I can turn the light on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Bad brain. Bad brain. But nobody else gets the bad brain reference either. It's my favorite part about my favorite part about our references. Nobody gets them. They're just for you and I. This <laughs> entire podcast is for you and I. It is. I mean, that's that's the uh joke. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. There there's been a few people that are like, "Oh, so what are you what are you doing on Friday nights?" That you're always like like, oh, I do a podcast with my buddy, and they're like, oh, you like people listen? And I was like, no, we literally just do it so we can hang out and yeah, it's make a, his wife hate me. It's to talk about video games and, you know, it's the only keep time, into it. It's the only time we get to see each other anymore, which sounds, sounds romantic in a way, but like, or dramatic, one of the two. <laughs> but like, if if we were still working together every day, this doesn't exist anymore, probably. 
Probably not. I mean, because not, we'd not see each way. other, we'd have everything we'd want to talk about. So the time that we were like, hey, let's hang out, we probably would be doing something. It would be around a specifically an event. Yeah. Or, uh, I think back to when we had to move, we had to move you into your house, mm-hmm. and that became like a, a whole day. Yep. That was that was a whole that was, that a was whole an journey. adventure. Yeah, yeah, that was an adventure. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go here. We're gonna go here. Oh, we're gonna really go drive somewhere else now, yeah. and then staring, trying to figure out if we can fit things in the door. Yep. Good time. Kind of had a similar conversation as far as not having a life with my brother, where he, I was like, he was telling me to watch a TV show, and I was like, listen, I don't have a life anymore, and he's like. Yeah, it doesn't get better. It just evolves. And I was like, well, that's depressing. And that was like literally the end of our conversation. She's like, thanks. I hate it. I was like, thanks. It sucks. But hey. Uh, But if you have a life, or you know what? If you don't have either one, if you like to play video games, boy, do we have a list for you. (laughs) If there's a scenario where you have time to play a game, it starts with this list. Number one, Life of Delta for the PC and Switch. I don't assume that means the airline. That's my my first thought. Maybe it's about the river delta. Ooh, interesting. Maybe it's about the mathematical symbol delta. Sure. Could be any delta you want it to be. Signals change. It's a triangle. Uh, Number two, Potion Tycoon for the PC. Also known as Crack Den in certain... uh, Number three, (laughs) Rough Justice 84 for the PC. Is that like Rough Justice as a reference to 1984? Maybe. Or, I don't know. Uh, number four, Escape from the Red Planet. Fitting. Uh, for PC. Number five, The Forest Cathedral for the PC in Series X. Number six, The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure for the PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Number seven, Valheim on Xbox. Number eight, Two Point Campus School Spirits DLC. Ra ra, we got spirit, ya yeah, ya. Yeah. Warzone 2 Season 2. Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR for PSVR 2. I'm just fucking pumping those out. I got nothing else to do. River Trails Stronger Together for PC. That's got to be an ape game, right? <laughs> ape Strong Together. Apes Together Strong. Uh, 12. Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers for the Switch. Number 13, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and The Lost Demon for the Switch. I, like, auto-corrected that in my head as Cerveza. Yeah, I mean, hey. Cerveza and The Lost Demon, I'd watch that. Number 14, The Guys for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 15, Peppa Pig World Adventures for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, and the game I will be playing after we record. We have a lot of books for Aiden. A little Peppa one. Pig? One of them is Peppa Pig, oh, and one. it is okay. my least favorite book. I find it extremely. I, I'll tell. I'll, I'll let me finish the list here because only one thing. Uh, WWE 2K23 for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, and if I want to watch Peppa Pig do anything, it is get Swanton bombed. The that'd be pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna so, turn you into bacon. <laughs> picturing, picturing Stone Cold slamming two beers together and then eating bacon. Um, the we you know Ray, yes. So Ray Brown Man, uh, believe it or not, loves achievements. 
kind of like a thing for him. Did not know that. <laughs> so it's such a thing to him that he will, he has no shame and will play the worst games possible to get achievement. Yeah. Which include Peppa Pig games. You know what? I think he's earned that because of the sheer amount of achievements he has. I, I feel like there's a certain point where you have no other option. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's not, to... it's not like he's avoiding normal games or hard games because he plays those too. Yeah. And he doesn't sit there bragging about it. He's just happy no. to have it achieved. And he'll play. How many times has he fucking played a variant of Pokemon that's just emotionally and mentally abusive? Uh, Fusion, the most recent one. There's five parts on YouTube. So he's played. I I've never watched the streams when he does some of the just the achievement hunting ones because I just don't care. Yeah. To about like the achievement hunting, um, but they usually end up clips out of them make his monthly highlight reels and i will always watch the monthly highlight reel all the way through and there have been peppa pig ones and i'm just like what is this game and it's not like the game itself is bad it's like the dialogue the writing the like actual like what would happen in the game like just none of it like paw patrol he's played the paw patrol game Mm -hmm. much more watchable than peppa pig like infinitely more watchable i could see that you know, the worst one Pat that Pig I've seen is banned in this house. <laughs> the worst one I've seen is Curious George. I don't think that one ages well. I th- I don't think Blue's Clues ages well either. Curious George is straight up like man kidnapped the monkey. Well, yes, but it's straight up like teaches like if you're if your child is watching it, it's straight up like teaches them to be a fuck up basically. To be a fuck up or that it's okay to fuck around. Both. Because George does literally nothing right. And then everyone rewards him for doing like nothing right. He just constantly causes problems and it's the problems and everyone's like, oh, it's great. And it's like, no. No. Negative reinforcement. Yeah. Or positive reinforcement of negative actions. I can't remember if that's considered because it's because I I always get that confused when they start discussing like psychology. Because like negative reinforcement would usually mean like you you do a bad action to punish like something like you know you hit something that's a negative reinforcement but mm-hmm. it's like I, I fucking, i'm not yeah. a psychology person i don't know whatever. you know what i mean though. yeah i get what you're saying i can't remember there's another one where it's that it's that same thing where it's just like the content like almost locking into solutions mm-hmm. it's like no, no he screwed up the entire time he caused all the problems yeah what are we doing here yeah that's a curious choice um should we talk about video games i mean better than children's books Especially for you and I, because it's going to get bad. Yeah. We'll reach a point, and I will say You know say what something. book is really awful? What's that? In retrospect. Uh, it's a golden book. Ooh. I don't know if there's many good golden books. <laughs> Toodle. I don't know that one. It's the one with the train that goes off the tracks. Oh. Let me Weird. let me describe the <laughs> Let me describe the premise of this book to you. It's a train. <clears throat> it's about a train. Okay. And the trains are... Uh, is it relative to Ohio? No. <laughs> What's it called when they when it, they uh, humanize an inanimate object? Anthropomorphic. Yes, uh. that thing. Exactly. So it's these trains, and they're going through schools to be trains. I can't say the word; it's gonna bug me now. And one of the rules at the train school is you never go off the tracks. Okay. And so. Long I mean, that story. Ma- that makes sense. That's a good, like, good, like, idea of don't die. 
Well, that or like it's 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 misconstrued immediately because it can also just be like, don't step out of line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's worse because of the way that they they make the book look and stuff like that. Oh, so God. so Toodle eventually uh, gets off the tracks and is playing in a field with a horse, and he has flowers all over him. He looks very playful, very flamboyant, one might say. Uh, so he's, and then, he's enjoying himself with, with the neighbors. Yes. And then uh, the town gets together and decides to uh, convince him to not go off the tracks. So they hide behind all the bushes in the field with red flags because trains can't go past red flags. And they force him back. Notorious. On notorious for that. And then they force him back on to the tracks. And then he's like, oh, I'm so glad you guys put me back on the tracks. And like when you read the book and see the pictures and stuff like that, it's like, this is kind of terrible. Like, this is basically telling people like, you know, you. You do what we want. You do. Yeah, you do what it's, it's society anti, tells you to do. Anti-individualism book. It really is. It's it's very much like, you Which know. I think there's a lot of that in, yeah. in, a, in a lot of. Uh, youth books, even just from our youth, like not even going back that much further. Uh, this one definitely screams to me just because of the way they are, like how they simply are... with old nursery rhymes, like yeah. they're not nursery rhymes, but the old uh, fairy tales that you'd get, like out of England. Basically, like how they make Toodle look when he's like playing off the tracks and stuff like that. It's very much like don't be gay. Yeah, it's that's what the book screams to me. I'm like, this book's kind of awful. There's a lot <laughs> of um, like, do you remember the? Were you ever a Thomas the Tank Engine person? Not really. So there's an episode where they put, I think it's Percy? They basically kill him. Okay. Because I, I can't remember what happened. He Something goes wrong, or he does something wrong, or whatever. But they put him in a in a tunnel or something that he can't get out of. And then they brick up the front of the tunnel. They bury him alive in a tunnel. <laughs> That's awful. And I can't remember why. But it's just like, when you think back to it, you're like, oh, okay, it's just a train, like, whatever. But yeah. then you're like, they just killed a guy. <laughs> they just, I know. It's, it's terrible. Uh, anyways. Um, do you want me to do the actual... Does this just agree? Can we just say, like, old people are fucked up? Because that's what it always is. Young people didn't write the young person book. Yeah, it always goes back to me of the whole, like, you know, having to judge things by the the time that they were. Well, it's a funny know. thing, too, when you say judge a book by its cover in the same sentence as well. Yeah. Uh, because you'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that book's normal. And then you'd you look inside book. and you're like, oh, anti-gay propaganda. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> That's Didn't see that coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Should I do odds or evens? What do you want to do here? I don't have the stuff open, so I'll go evens. Even Steven. By the time you finish reading those odds, I will open it. Okay. This also allows me to be, I'm a, I'm, now I'm listening to you. As per tradition, here are the updates about Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft has submitted its proposed remedies to the European Union to gain approval for the planned acquisition. No, we don't know what they are. The FTC is requesting further details about Microsoft's recent deals related to Activision Blizzard games, specifically all their 10-year deals that they're throwing around like a bunch of 10-year deal whores. A lot of floozies. 10-year uh, floozies. They also requested information about the ZeniMax deal of Microsoft getting their grubby hands on ZeniMax. 
2021. Uh, the UK CMA has revealed the responses to its provisional findings over Microsoft's planned acquisition, but we're not going over them because we already did, basically, with all the rumors and stuff. The only interesting revelation was that a handful of studios, in when they were questioned, said, no, we're actually for the deal happening. But the studios didn't want to go public with who they were. I, I just like that everybody else said, you're the only people telling them no. Yeah. Or actually, sorry. Sony is the only person telling them no. Uh, Microsoft's latest 10-year cloud gaming deals is with uh, Ubitus. Is that how you say that? Looks for a good to me. A cloud gaming provider in Tokyo. And Boosteroid, another independent cloud gaming service. So, hey, you know what I learned today? That Boosteroid and Ubitus exists? You damn right. Yep, same. And uh, that's that's basically it this week for, for the updates. Kept it short and sweet. There was some other stuff, but you know what? Fuck it. Perfect. So let's keep something tangentially related then. Okay. And go right into number two. And then eventually number three. <laughs> Gen sure it's the fourth one, too. Oh. oh, well. No, not the fourth one. Like, I think there is there another might be a, one there that's might tangentially be related, one, yeah, yeah. but... Uh, so number two, Jen O'Neill, J. Allen Brack, and John Dunham have launched Magic Soup Games. The newly established game studio will function as a fully remote company. O'Neill will step into the role of Magic Soup's CEO. Uh, she previously served as Executive Vice President of Development at Blizzard Entertainment. Co-founder J. Allen Brack brings experience that includes a 15-year stint at Blizzard. He last served as President before leaving in 2021 amidst, you know, all the stuff that kind of went down. Dunham's I don't think that's Donald, but whatever. Donald's professional career includes working as chief of staff and vice president of special projects at Blizzard. You he don't was... like his name, or you don't like that he's referred to as just Donald? I don't like his name. Okay. All right, well, fuck that guy. I'm so used to seeing like that as a, as Dunham instead yeah. of Donham. He most recently served as general manager of gaming at Amazon. In a statement, the trio said that Magic Soup will see them, quote, drawing on decades of experience to build original AAA games that are genuinely uplifting and inclusive for players around the world, end quote. Just a funny, funny goal based on where they just came from. Yeah. They have job openings. And I'm sure their resume is flying in. Flying in. Also, I wanted to point out that I would not advertise on my resume. That I recently served as general manager of gaming at Amazon. It's it's one of those where it's like, yeah, I had a I had a great hat. Don't look at the performance. Yeah, it's a yeah. great title. Don't look at it. <laughs> Don't look too deep. Oh boy! Like if you, that, that's a good uh, a good extended family party title. Yeah, like holiday party title with extended family. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what do you do? Oh, I'm the I'm the chief and head of uh, gaming over at Amazon. Oh, I know Amazon. That's a really big company. Chief, man, that must be you. Must be really important. You must break in the and dome, then, and then that's it. Yep. So, because that same person will never go look at the numbers. And be like, you know, I'm really curious. Google. What's Whoa! this? <laughs> what's this game? Fucking. So, what games have you worked on? What? Did, what was? What is that game called? What one? The MMO. New World. New World. I kept wanting to call it Secret World, which is a different MMO that failed years ago. Is that Secret World or was that Secret? I think it was called. I think I, I think it was called Secret World. I still worked at Target at the time. Levi still worked at Target, 
when it first was announced and we we're like this game sounds like it's gonna be amazing then it didn't come out for years then when it did come out it like totally flopped because everyone forgot about it basically that sounds about right especially for mmos in that time period yep um less than the year right before i guess should we continue talking about former blizzard employees i feel like we don't have a choice Former Warcraft and Diablo developers Jay Wilson and Julian Love, alongside fellow co-founder Dan Kelly, have launched Gas Giant Games. Wilson will take on the role of design director, Love will step into the position of creative director, and Kelly will serve as the game studio's chairman. Wilson brings with him experience that includes serving as the former game director of Diablo 3. Uh, He also worked as lead designer on the World of Warcraft Legion. What's the over? Uh, what's what's the thoughts on Legion? Is that a good one? Bad one? Uh, one bad. Legion, good by the end. Okay. Uh, I think I think everything. I think Legion was is revered. Like it's a good, that, it's, that it's, good. it's a good expansion. I just think that a lot of people forget some of the problems in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was definitely a good expansion. Uh, in Diablo three, kind of the same way. I think for a lot of like true Diablo players, they weren't exactly happy because it was so different from two. Um, but I yeah. think it was still good. All right, so overall positive review. Uh, throughout Love's career in the games industry, he served as the principal combat designer on Diablo four. No idea how that's going to work out. Yep, yet. Don't know yet. He was previously the lead technical artist on Diablo three. Uh, Kelly's work history includes a five-year stint at THQ as its senior vice president of business development. He also held the position of director at the Walt Disney Company. The studio is developing a new action RPG for PC and home consoles. A lot of new studios. Yeah, a lot of just just keep going. If you just look at former Blizzard Activision employees, a lot of 30, 30 at least, I think. There's a lot. There's a few high-profile ones. Yeah, like these are some of the most recent, like high-profile ones. Not counting stuff like Morhaime's mm-hmm. publishing house and whatever. Yep, that's what it really should have been called. It should have been called Morhaime's publishing house, not what the not... fuck was it called? Oh, the the light thing that you have on a shore for ships, Lighthouse Games. Was that it? I don't Haven? know. Haven? No, nope. Haven's. The Jade, Jade Raymond. Raymond one. I, I, Ooh, I, boy. I, I Google it real quick. Dreamhouse? That sounds... It's something house, right? Dream Lighthouse? <laughs> oh, boy. It's been a while since we had to talk about Warhammer, so... Dreamhaven. Dreamhaven. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> We were literally like fucking the boat dancing is, around. Yeah. <laughs> Swing your partner round and around. Uh, no see do. Uh, number four. Let's move away from those those people now. Those pesky Blizzard employees who no longer work for Blizzard. <laughs> number four, Emmett Shear, CEO and co-founder of Twitch, has resigned from the company after 16 years of service. In a lengthy statement shared on Twitter, Shear said he was stepping down to spend more time with family following the birth of his first child. I kind of wish more CEOs and big C-suite executives would... off. <laughs> yes, I was almost word for word going to say that. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Well, especially because there's like, and, it, and it's not just like fuck off in general, but it's a good reason to. Like, yeah, yeah. You got don't, money. You don't need any more money. Go enjoy stop, your life. Stop being a company man, you know? Yeah. Stop being a yes man. Go hang out with your child. Be, be a good a, person. Be a dad man. Give some money to charity. I don't know. Hey. Hi. Another studio, new studio alert. Nope. <laughs> Former Criterion and N uh, Need for Speed devs. Good thing. Good happy you figured that out because I just wrote that with not sure if you figured <laughs> out. <laughs> are forming Fuse Games. Fuse Games is a AAA studio said to be focused on, quote, blockbuster, spe- blockbuster spectacle and player-centric innovations in social gameplay, self-expression, and creativity. Can you quote. tell I wrote that one, guys? Um, Minus the first sentence. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the thing. You're very much like a, you know, seat of your pants person where you'll just write something that will refresh your memory and you'll, you'll, you'll riff it. I'm, I'm king of the index card. I you know that whole speech. I need something more structured because, like, that's just the way it is. So, like, that right there was, I got through it, but it was very painful for me because I was like, fuck, I need to, like, figure out what that means. Like, yeah. I just want to read something and, like, turn off any sort of thought yeah, process. Yeah. Just, you just get the full intake and you go, yes, I understand now. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that. So I read the story that I wrote the, just the, hey, trigger your memory here. Yep. <laughs> and do the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, I'm uh, unrelated to the story, but I'm having to like write some uh, stuff up for work. And it's just like documentation or whatever. And I mm. can't do that. Because it's not documentation for me. Yeah. It's so like, it's like if I ever you know got hit by a bus that somebody could do something. And it's like, well, I can't say just do the thing. <laughs> because that's not enough. <laughs> do the thing. But yeah, so it's uh they didn't say it was gonna be a racing game, which is interesting. I read uh Blockbuster Spectacle Player Centric Innovations. So I immediately thought um Man, that was a hell of a burnout. That was, that was a hell of a great thought you immediately <laughs> I think I was trying to remember what the game's called. I think it's burnout. Is that the one with the crashing? The crazy crashes? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean there's a lot of there's and there's multiple burnouts, but there's multiple uh Multiple crash games as well. I immediately thought of a game like that where it was just like... Burnout, yeah, had the environment destruction. Yeah. I don't know what their plan is, but... But they they didn't... They specifically said we're not... They didn't say that they're not doing a racing game. Mm -hmm. But they didn't say that that's what they are doing. They said, uh, sure, that's where our experience is, but we don't know if that's what we want to make first. So we're kind of exploring and seeing where things lead us. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to make a race again. It'd be interesting, but it would also be interesting for them not to, because it's, it's, uh, it, it's one where they could do the aspect of racing. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Racing games aren't really like a hot They should do right MMO now. racing if they were going to do it. It's very hard to do, but like, that's kind of, and that's kind of what the tr- crew tried to achieve in its implementations of things or what the most of the online racers with an open world have started to try to achieve where like, yeah. you see somebody else in the world type of thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think the best one so Forza. far has been Forza, Forza Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Crew was like that one where it was like 
oh, this is going to be awesome. Then you go in there and it's like, wow, there's fucking empty as hell. And it wasn't even that it was empty. Like, the, the crew was a very good concept. Yeah. With actually, like, still good, um, like, functionality. Or not functionality. Good, uh, like, the driving felt pretty decent and, like, everything. And then you get to the gameplay loop of, like, how you upgrade your stuff and get cars or whatever. And it was like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, it was it was painful. But there was that fun... You remember when crew was in beta that that weekend? Yeah, and we drove across the country. Yeah, that's that was like that a, was, that awesome. was such a cool thing to do. That was awesome. Anyway, let's talk about number six because this one's kind of like a weird story. The game Bleak Faith Forsaken, which Matt, I know you don't remember what that game is. I don't, but it's the like plague medieval night one, zombie walking around. Sneaking things that looked really high visuals. We've seen, we've watched the trailer for it. It was the one that was like, uh, yeah, I think, I think I remember this one. Yeah. It kind of had like vibes of Plague Tale, like that same era, but it was mm-hmm. like zombies yep. and the guys sneaking around. It looked like it was using like the God of War yes. UI and stuff. Yeah. We like, man, that's that when stuff. he went to open a chest or something. Yeah. He opened it, he opened a chest and like, we we're like, man, all this looks really similar. Well, <laughs> funny you should say that. Bleak Faith Forsaken was accused of using assets from From Software games, such as like Dark Souls, Elden Ring, stuff like that. Uh, apparently, in the statement that they issued to IGN, uh, apparently they used assets from the Epic Market Epic Marketplace, but that only accounts for about like ten percent of their assets. They did use stuff from there to help speed up production because they just already had things. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was just worth calling out because I think it's the first time that that store has been made like into an issue and it's not necessarily an issue because they, they bought it and it makes sense, but it's yeah. like when you start seeing some of that stuff, you're like, Oh, are we just going to get a bunch of games that is going to look like theft, but it's actually that they just bought a tool from a thing. And that's what it looks like. Yeah. So I read a little bit about this and, and it is, it is. And what's interesting to me is how once it came out, what, I don't know if it's actually the case or if it's just the way it was perceived to me because of like, you know, algorithms. But once it was, it came out that they had like, by their, you know, perspective, done everything legally and appropriately. Yep. Um, It kind of like people, it, the story kind of didn't have any more traction at that point. No, because it really wouldn't. Yeah. If they and said, then their if they response said, was like, oh, we will replace everything over time, too. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, if their statement, what, you know, is essentially, yeah, it looks like we copied things because we bought a tool yeah. from Epic to make sure things work. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, if, if they were pretty straightforward with it, it seems. Yeah. So it's like. They took a, I wouldn't say it was shots fired at Epic either, but they did say, like, we would, they basically, like, we would have thought that Epic would have validated everything on the, mar- on the market. Yeah. So it's like. It basically puts the onus on Epic. Is all yeah. they're, is all they're saying. They're like, if it is copied, then it's on them, not us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, it's the oh, what's the word I want? No, no, it's just good transparency. It is. It was a straightforward because they could have just response said, with all the relevant information and it had the receipts, as the kids say. Yeah, but it's very much not the no, oh no, we didn't, and which is the we majority didn't of everybody do it. Else. Can't prove we did it. 
Is oh. that not how PR statements happen? I thought that's just how I read that's, some of them sometimes. I mean, kinda. Kinda. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, number seven. PR is a thankless job. It really is. Because if, if you fuck up, you're targeted. more More thankless. Ooh. PR. Or IT. Ooh. PR. I was going to lean towards PR as well because I feel like PR really doesn't have any um, PR. (laughs) Doesn't have any. What's the word I'm looking for? Moxie. No. Redeeming qualities. Oh, I was going to say, it's either that or they don't really have any behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, IT is not out front talking about the server changes they had to make and, like, why things are down. You just notice that something doesn't work. Yeah. PR is out there telling you why the IT team potentially thinks something is broken. Yeah. Or, you know, like, having to lie and cover it up. Like, yeah. no, everything's fine. That's what I'm saying. It's got no redeeming quality. They're literally jumping on a grenade. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, that's like a, making them sound real cool. They ain't jumping at no grenades. But dep- <laughs> they're, they're, they're basically they're... kicking the grenade under a couch and be like, oh. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess they're not necessarily jumping on the grenade, mm-hmm. but they're very well of it, well, well aware of it in the room, but not telling anybody else. It's yeah, like, yeah, sweeping it under the rug, and it's just like, yeah. But you know, sometimes there are also good statements. It's just it's so generally it doesn't go it's, well. Yeah, it's definitely not one that I would want. I would get into too many Twitter beasts from the KFC Twitter account or something. <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, where were we? Number seven. Much to Nate's irritation, we should probably talk about Naughty Dog. Naughty. Naughty <laughs> Dog. Naughty Dog. What are you <laughs> fucking from Boston? <laughs> Naughty Dog. And Neil Druckmann. Yeah, can we not? He's your boyfriend. No, we he's not. Him. Absolutely not. He wears sandals. While Actually, I'm... no. You know what? He's your... you, you and him get along with a sandal game. There you go. I mean, I like to generally wear. I've actually, you know what? I'm, it's sad. But you wear thong sandals. It's sad because my Crocs have replaced my sandals. That's what's sad about it. I I wear my Crocs so fucking much. It's but in, but in all terrain, all terrain mode or sport mode. Um, I'm generally I don't. I only put on sport mode 
when I'm wearing my Crocs while doing something that I clearly should not be wearing Crocs while doing. So like, that's you, so that's when you put on all terrain mode or sport mode. Sport mode. Sport mode. I feel like is the default. See, I see sport mode as. I don't. I wouldn't refer to any. I I don't have separate modes. There's essentially just sport mode, and that's when you have the the heels up. But see, I believe sport mode is when the heels are past the like. All right, well, they're, whatever they're, when they're useless. Whatever the, all, the cool all terrain is to make sure that it doesn't come off when you're hauling ass. <laughs> all right, well, all terrain I only do when I shouldn't be wearing Crocs. So, like, generally, if I'm doing any form of construction, which ah, yes. I don't know why, but I always wear my Crocs. It's, you you know what it is because they can get dirty and then I can just wash them. Yeah, and they're probably the easiest thing right there to slip on. Yeah. I, get I, it. I wore my Crocs out in the snow the other day, which was, I might as well have just gone fucking barefoot. You can just get insulated ones. I know, but like, I didn't want to have to put boots on and then take the boots off. So I was like, ah, I, just, I went barefoot in my Crocs out in the deep snow to start my car, came back in and my Crocs were just fucking like my feet were soaked and cold and my Crocs just had fucking snow all caked inside them. And I was just like, whatever, like I, that was dumb, but. I'm dumb. Big dumb. Anyways, <clears throat> Neil Druckmann. Another, <laughs> another big dumb. Um, <laughs> while on Kind of Funny Podcast, he said... I had to call them out. And I quote. Well, I, you know, if free. I just say during the interview. I know. And we like Greg. So. All I can say is that, look, we're already into our next project. The decision has already been made. I can't say what it is, but that's the process we went through. There was a lot of consideration of different things, and we picked the thing we were most excited for. Can you, can you say it again? Just the quote part, but with your head shoved so far up your own ass. <laughs> Snorting in your own scent. <laughs> oh, we're so good. Uh, he also said the Last of Us multiplayer game will get a detailed reveal later this year. Uh, Druckmann isn't directing or writing this project. I also, this game is not going to be what people want. I like. um, also, The Last of Us Season 2 for the HBO series. Um, they said that, I believe that the, the game, The Last of Us Part 2, is going to stretch over multiple seasons. Yes. And then the Craig Mazin, who's the... Uh, I don't know what the fuck his official title is, but he's he made the show with Neil Druckmann. Said that, uh, you know, he just gave the generic, like, PR response of, like, you know, some things are going to be the same, some things are going to be slightly uh, changed, and some things are going to be flipped. Like, all right. Could you be any more unspecific? Yeah, could you be any more useless in <laughs> <Could> this interview? <laughs> so, I just feel oblig- huh. obligated to say Let's that. See. What things should we flip? So the the last episode was exactly the end of the game, which they also talked about potentially not doing until they aired. It was straight up like, well, yeah, they. It straight up was like beat for beat the game. Yeah, which is what it should be. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would have been interesting if it wasn't that would have been them doing it from inside the hospital the entire time, and then all of a sudden Joel just shows up. Oh yeah. You would have, I think you would have enjoyed some aspects of it because it was like satisfying in the way that, like, you know, show shows doing like most shows don't just do things. Yeah. So, like, you know, the whole scene where Joel walks into the operating room 
and he's like unhook her and then uh the doctor's like i'm not gonna let you take her and he picks up a scalpel and joe just shoots him and joel just shoots him in the head yeah. like doesn't even look at him just goes <laughs> and then it's just like unhook her and i was like yeah it was satisfying <laughs> i i always do appreciate though no i'm not beating around the bush here yeah like i'm not fucking around. I, I literally said do the thing you said no then attempted to pick no I have the gun. Yeah. <laughs> they did the same thing to Marlene at the end where he like shoots her and then like he puts Ellie in the in the truck and then he walks back over to her and Ellie st- and Marlene starts like kind of begging for a life being like no please don't kill me. And Joel like not even like slowing down or skipping a beat says you just come after her and and shoots her in the head like without once one fluid motion. Yeah. What would actually happen? Like, yeah. So it was, you know, it had some satisfying things to see. But, anyways, yeah, I, I always appreciate the uh, in any show, just the. No, I'm not. I'm not making a 20 minute drama for. Yeah. What should just be a two second conversation? Yeah. Yep. You don't have a gun. I have the gun. I do the thing I want. No. Bang. Okay, let's just continue on with the story now. I'll figure out whatever I need to figure out. Uh, Not everything needs to be a 45-minute bond ordeal where we have to betray each other with this beautiful woman 20 minutes later. Yeah. Anyway. Which made this week's episode of The Mandalorian even more agonizing. But HBO is always usually also pretty good about that. Just in general, their shows. It it is funny them saying that see, uh, Last of Us Part Two is going to take multiple seasons because it is three times the length of the first game. <laughs> it is, but also like I, you can already tell, depending on how they they write it, the lead up to the crucial moment is going to take weeks. They already if not a season. They already said that. Uh, well. They had hinted, I guess, at one point that Joel, because of his popularity with people in the show, that won't he, die. He might be in the in the second season more than you would think from playing the game. Yeah, so they're gonna draw it out and then kill him at the end of season two. Yeah, which is what they should do. I would like that, or they either kill him and then it's just him. Flashback, I mean, flashback time, like it normally was. Going by how they did season one, I could see that happening solely because I could see them wanting to focus on relationships more. Well, also, if you remember from part two, the the moment of him getting killed when you first see it, mm-hmm. you're just brought right to it. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of like episode three in a season. Yeah. But if they do it in the reverse, when they say things are flipped... If they do what I wanted them to do with the game, where you start with Abby and ignore that Ellie exists, mm-hmm. then you can actually have like the full lead up to episode seven showing you Joel meeting them, and then in three episodes by episode ten killing them. But you would have the you would in the show wise, you would have the backstory of Abby at that point. Instead of trying to do it in the reverse, where I do not think if you show the show, huh? If you if you do the show in the same way that you wrote part two, I don't think it plays well at all to TV. 
I don't think it played well to the game. It definitely didn't play well to the game, but they were going for. I think they were they wanted that effect in the game. Like they want they were trying to make players upset. And I in the show I don't know what they're gonna do because I think they're trying to explore relationships if they, more. If they write the so, show the way that I told them at the end of playing the game that I think they should have wrote the game, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Well they would if they want to do the whole relationship thing, then I think they will. Sure. But also I think it's just the correct way to tell that story. Yeah. We'll Not, see. And the way that they did tell it already is wrong. Just in like chronological order, not like true facts are wrong. Yeah. I still argue with the fact that the game should have ended differently. But that's, you know, that's out of my control, seeing how they're already making part three. Let's talk about number eight, then. A new partnership between NASA and Microsoft will allow Minecraft players to launch their own moon rockets. And experience life as an astronaut aboard an Orion spacecraft. The goal is to inspire children to picture themselves as future cube people. <laughs> as future astronauts while introducing them to the goals and key technologies known as redstone that will power the artemis program redstone <laughs> i wish that they did write that entire news brief as just minecraft references hmm. while introducing the <laughs> to picture themselves as future cube astronauts while introducing them to the goals and key technologies such as redstone and switches and levers that will power the Artemis program. So are they making Galacticraft like official? That's what it kind of seems like, but I'm wondering if it's just making the rockets and not actually like going to the moon. Yeah. I'd or like how simple that. they're making it versus like what Galacticraft was. Yeah. Because Galacticraft was a very robust yeah. first time mod. Oh, yeah. All those mods. Oof. So good. Here goes Matt getting the itch to play modern Minecraft. Again. I know. And then I, I get into it and I'm like, oh, this is way too much effort and time. And I don't have this type of manpower resources. You'll be flipping through books and teleporting to worlds. I would like to someday in the my next life, maybe, um, <laughs> do do play some, some Mistcraft heavily. It would be entertaining if we just stood up a server and like locked everybody in the garage for a weekend. Oh yeah, that'd be just play this crap. Great, I would love that. That would be great to do over the summer and just like. This sounds like really Australian or something, but guy like, might. But fucking just barbecue and like drink really light beer, and play Minecraft all weekend sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, the real key would be we do that, and then that's like you know the day mm-hmm. we we do it in the morning. We're playing Minecraft, you know, hanging out, whatever. Evening is is barbecue. Put a shrimp on the barbie. Yep, and then we just throw like Mario Party on a projector against the side of the house, and just kind of vibe. Yeah, or even Minecraft. We just put everybody's Minecraft screen on the side <laughs> of the house. People driving by would be like, what the fuck? Are they playing? Is that Steve from <laughs> Minecraft? Uh, all right, number nine. GSC. Cool, cool partnership, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's cool. It's it's a, it's just like... Uh, it's good marketing. 
Yeah, exactly. Get the kids while you're young, you know? It's a good STEM program for Microsoft. Yeah. The old STEM programs. All right. GSC Game World, the Ukrainian studio developing Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, has been hacked. According to IGN, GSC Game World posted a statement about the hack on social media, shedding light on the situation, explaining that Stalker 2, the Stalker 2 studio, has been a target of numerous cyber attacks ever since Russia's military intervention. Okay, that's a weird way of saying that. Um, ever since Russia's invasion in Ukraine began. <laughs> it's, it's Russia's <laughs> military intervention. What the fuck? It's uh, pretty sure yeah. that's called an invasion. Yeah, but come on. Why are we, why are we sugarcoating this? Uh, in Ukraine began in February 2022. Apparently, the company's account for the collective image processing application was hacked, resulting in hackers obtaining a bunch of data used for blackmail and intimidation. As per their account, a group of pro-Russian hackers claimed responsibility for the attack. So, uh, that's unfortunate. Bunch of dicks. Yep, that sounds like Russia. Let's talk about number 10, then. Epic has announced Unreal Editor for Fortnite, a new PC app that gives you access to many of the same tools as Unreal Engine 5 developers. The Unreal tools should give players the ability to create a wider range of experiences, including possibly full standalone games, and publish them directly within Fortnite. Unreal Editor for Fortnite launches on March 22nd. The PC, or sorry, the editor will only be available for PC, but creations will be playable on console. So if you want to mod the living hell out of Fortnite. That's a cool idea. The things that potentially could come out of this are wild. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be intrigued to start seeing all the YouTube top 10 things created in Fortnite this week. Could be fun to do. Um, number 11, Splash Damage has announced that it's currently developing a new title, Project Astrid, in partnership with game streamers, gaming streamers, um, Christopher Ball. Is that Sacreal? Yeah. Are you familiar with that person? Nope. <clears throat> and Shroud, who I'm not going to try to say his last name because I will butcher it. Fair enough. Uh, Astrid is, uh, described as a AAA open world survival game and it is currently in pre-production. Uh, Sacreal and Shroud will officially serve as executive creators on the development team. One to keep an eye on. I'm just curious what it's going to end up meaning because, like, Doc's got his stuff coming too. And yeah, it's, it's, it's when, when creators go to the game side, it's like you never know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, it's a box of chocolate. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Number twelve. Creative Assembly is opening a new studio in Newcastle, led by Giselle Stewart. Creative Assembly North is looking to grow to 100 people and is working alongside the Sega developer's Sussex office on an unannounced project. Giselle Stewart is a video game veteran who had spent nearly 20 years leading Ubisoft's production studio before being named director of UK corporate affairs at Ubisoft. More studios. More. Uh, Speaking of Ubisoft, rumor time, Assassin's Creed Red. Uh, Which one's that? (laughs) Nate's next favorite game. Which, the, which one is that? I'm going to get there. Oh, that's part of this? Okay. The upcoming entry in the open world series by Ubisoft will feature two different main characters and focus on stealth gameplay. Isn't that... that what? As reported on, on Insider Gaming, the upcoming game set in feudal Japan era will feature two playable characters, a female samurai and a shinobi with an interesting backstory. Is this I don't, just like a dragon Ishin? Uh, yeah, sure. Is that I haven't been following that game. Is that what it is? I mean, there's no stealth, but wow. 
Uh, the the Shinobi character will reportedly be an African refugee who has learned the way of the creed. The way of the creed is still like one of the worst potential Rocky movies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just don't know something about it. I just don't like it. <laughs> creed for the way of the creed. The way of the creed. Coming to a theater near you. The way of the creed. Yo, Adrian. Adrian. Yo, Adrian. I watched Rocky 1 and 2 the, uh, recently. What about, the fuck? About two weeks ago. <laughs> what? Two or three weeks ago. I don't know. They were on Netflix, and I was just like, I was like bored at the time, and I didn't want to have to like put any mental effort in. So I was like, Brain Dead Repeat movie. I get it. Just watch Rocky. Adrian. Oh. Number 14, Starfield has received an 18-plus rating in Australia, although they tend to be a little harsh with their ratings. You know, the whole no-gun thing. According to the ratings board, there's strong impact violence in Starfield, while language and themes have been rated to be of moderate impact. Nudity has only a very mild impact, and sex has no impact. Likely meaning, you ain't fucking in the game. Which is bullshit. Space fucking? Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm, that's I'm, the problem with that's Bethesda's problem. All right, they need to get a little, the little Bioware in them. Show me some space aliens fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let what, me bang all the aliens. What a hill for this podcast to go down on. <laughs> uh, the reason the game received an 18 plus rating is the drug use, which has been deemed of uh, to be of high impact. Hi. Just blaze. I guess that makes sense. What is what is Bethesda's obsession with drug use? With drug use. That's why they can't have sex. Too many drugs. Too many drugs. Can't have a good dick up. Exactly. Limp dick. <laughs> Wall bet in there. Limp dick can't find girl. <laughs> no, wait, have we? <laughs> uh you can't have sex in space suits, or can you? Well, if you design them properly. I know, right? Come on. I got, got a spaceship. What am I, in the suit and the ship? You're in How the... do I shit? <laughs> in... I was just going to say, you're in the suit and the ship shitting. Uh... Suit, ship, shitting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 15. Shuhei Yoshida will be awarded a BAFTA fellowship at the BAFTA Game Awards on March 30th. At the what? BAFTA Game Awards. <laughs> really aggressive with the BAFTA. I don't know why I liked it. The, <laughs> the fellowship recognizes Yoshida's work, quote, as a champion of independent developers, end quote. Let's go, shoo. That's that's for sure. He is a champion. These black socks, man. They, they look like they're sideways. They do. They just do this thing where they rotate sideways. Well, you got rotating socks. Only on my right foot. So it's got to be my foot more than anything else. Your right foot angle? I don't know what's wrong with my right foot. I'm just curious. I got all sorts of problems. I'm just just asking questions. Number 16, according to the company organizing Gamescom, fans can look forward to the return of a major company during Gamescom 2023. Also, company registrations are up over 10%. It's pretty good to hear, considering, you know, the state of some other game shows don't talk about this. feast on its dead corpse <laughs> you'd starve uh, i'm talking about like you know gamescom get all those other companies that were like oh, i do that that e3 thing well yeah, yeah but gamescom's two months later 
I know. I know what you mean, but all those companies have already backed out. That's why I'm saying if you feasted on E3's corpse, you would be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing Suck to, it there's, soul out. There's nothing over there. Suck to eat. it soul out. Even a Dementor might starve. You know what Dementors won't starve on? Dud bloods. Oh god, I didn't know Alright, number seven. Seventeen. Not seven. I'm gonna watch the videos now that we're done. Just let's get this podcast over with so I can watch dumb videos. Uh number seventeen, IO Interactive has announced it has opened a fourth studio. With the newest branch based in the Turkish city of Istanbul. Not to be confused with the Turkish city of Constantinople. Constantinople. I'm trying to remember how that goes. The song? Yeah. Oh, man, dude, I don't remember the song. I don't uh, Well, nah. I'm not going to remember enough to ever, ever correct you in it. So you can say whatever you want. That's fine. 18, Meta has announced it will lay off 10,000 staff and retire 5,000 roles that haven't been filled yet by the end of the year. I don't even know what to say to that other than... (laughs) Meta might as well just come out and say, fuck them. Yeah. Meta. Just die already. Um, Roblox had $150 million in Silicon Valley Bank. But guess what? They don't give a fuck. They said they are unaffected by the bank's collapse, so they don't need that money. Because ignore the three billion we have in offshore. Yeah, companies. they're just like, <laughs> what's that chump change? What's that like seven three year olds to just buy bombs <laughs> credit cards? Oh, we're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, number twenty, the Steam Spring Sale has started and is ending soon, and the Steam Deck is currently discounted by ten percent. First sale on the Steam Deck. Yeah, I mean it's been out for a year. Yeah, which uh, is also wild to think about. It is. It is. The other thing that they were saying was uh, they like the idea of an OLED Steam Deck, but don't expect it anytime soon. Hmm. Interesting. Something to keep an eye on. 21, according to Insider Gaming, the PlayStation 5 Pro is in the works and will release late next year. And number 22, the actual like worst thing I've had to read today. Lance Reddick, the iconic actor from HBO's The Wire, John Wick, Horizon, uh, he is uh, Horizon's Silence, and Destiny's Zavala, has reportedly passed away at the age of 60. That one kind of sucked. It did. We were, uh, we got the news at work, and we were kind of worried because of the, you know, he, he was home alone. And so, like, immediately you think bad things, but early reports seem to say it was natural, natural, yeah, natural causes. So, yeah, it was it was one where I was like, it was the same thing where I read that and I was like, oh, it says that. okay, all right, maybe it's maybe we're all right then, but yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it does. He was uh, he was good, good. Gotta miss him in a lot of things. Guardian. Who's gonna keep? Aloy in line. It's funny because, well, I guess the death part isn't funny, but like the if you think about one of the ending things I complained about in the Last Horizon was that he chose not he got what he wanted and got the chance to leave and then chose not to do it. Yeah. Yep. 
So are they going to just do it? Retcon in three, that? No, in the very beginning of three, does he go, Psych? you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. Psych. I'm out. And they were, he's in, I assume he's in John Wick 4 that's coming out. Because that's pretty close to, like, I think being wrapped up filming. I'm, didn't it come out? I think it comes out later this month. Because there's already reviews up of it. Yeah, but that's that's normal. So know. it's either it's either I don't out. know how movies work. Same as games, pre you know. <laughs> well, let's show the couple of people at the red carpet. Event if it's and good, it let let up. everyone see it a, a month ahead of time so they can. Yeah, I don't know if it's a month, but I feel like it, I don't. I feel like it's not out yet. I'll I'll double check that while we continue. Well, we're done. We just got the short stuff. March Madness. It started. It's maddening. It is, I guess. I don't know. Don't follow March Madness. Um, and then uh, Kihu Kwan is that his name? Is that how you say his name? I call yeah. him Short Round. I mean, yeah, he is Short Round. So, uh, he won an. Did he win? He won an Oscar. Yes, for supporting uh, everything actor? everywhere all at once. Yeah, supporting actor. I, I believe so. Yes, he won an Oscar March twenty fourth. It comes out. Okay, so very soon. Yeah, next week. Um, and then, uh, he had a lovely moment, moment with Harrison Ford on stage. That was actually pretty cool. Like he was freaking out. Yeah. He was freaking out. Harrison Ford gave him a, like a really tight hug. And I was like, Oh wow. Harrison Ford really likes this guy. It's rare. Yeah. You're like, kind of looking at it like he's personable. Yeah. He's like, he, he's, he enjoys people's happiness. And then, um, <laughs> Oh, why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> yeah. He got an, he got an Oscar and then, uh, Brendan Fraser got an Oscar too. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I've never, I haven't even watched that movie. I haven't either, but he's in, he's making, there are rumors that he's making another, rumors that he's making a mummy. Interesting. So I haven't seen the everything, everywhere, all at once. Neither have I. And I haven't seen the whale. I I know that people have loved that. Yeah. Um, Might be one of those ones I have to go out of my way to watch. Yeah. I don't know, I've just got to, I'm like a little, like, not burned out, but I just never, never have the care anymore to really like sit down and watch a movie. I'm kind of the same way, and I'm feeling the same way about like TV shows too, where it's just like, mm, I don't really want to put the effort in. It's it's a mix of like put the effort in, and then it's also, I just run to the point where I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I still haven't watched Andor, and like, I want to. Andor's like, but at the same time, I'm just like, good. I so know I'm going to have to, like, sit down and watch it. And at that same time, I'm like, I could just be on my PC, like, just playing something. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just, like, com- conflicting. Conflicting desires. Yeah. Um, Zelda pre-orders give you a spoon? What's that all about? They give you a, a fancy fucking spoon and fork, I think. Interesting. If you pre-order, like, I don't know if it's the deluxe edition of... Uh... No Man's Sky or whatever the fuck they're calling it. <laughs> I can't remember what the name of the, the, the I don't remember is. either. Uh, it's not Breath of the Wild too. It's uh, some Tears of the No Sky for Old Men. <laughs> tears of the Kingdom. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> no Sky for Old Men is the fucking mod I need in No Man's Sky though. Yeah, Tears <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. That is that is right. Uh, and then they're eventually naming off 17 different wrong things. But yeah, there's like some fancy kind of like engraved dish fork and spoon looking thing. Interesting. I just saw it and I was like, what the fuck is this? 
And then uh, we watched the Redfall story trailer. We did. And that was only in there just because it was like the only game trailer I saw come out this week. Uh, for a game that's like supposed to be hype. And man, watching that trailer is just, again, backing your and I's entire opinions since it got announced going, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't I, know. That game should have been canceled. You know, you know what? You know what the best part about that game is, Matt? What? Say the thing. The thing. It's on Game Pass. Oh, it's on Game Pass. It's the best game part pass, about game that pass, game. Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Thank you, Phil Spencer, for the personal check for one dollar. Uh, one dollar. I will use it to buy Game Pass. The. I think that if you were to compare sales versus like Game Pass downloads. That's not even going to be a close race. Game Pass titles are going to far surpass sales because that game just doesn't. It looks like a Game Pass game. It looks like something that you would you would walk into the Blockbuster, you would rent it for the w- week that you had it, and then be like, I'm good. Yeah, and then never think about it again. And, yeah, and just be like, don't know what that was. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> God, looks awful. So, yeah, that's where we're at. doesn't look awful. It looks just completely underwhelming. I guess. Yeah, it just doesn't look... There's nothing about it that draws me to it. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. I need a game to, like, rejuvenate my... Loins? Yeah. So, fun part. Uh, it's been seven days. Should sure have been up to. Clearly not gaming. No games. Just bacon. Um, it's <laughs> a good reference. Uh, what uh, what am I doing? Watching The Mandalorian. Watching. Have we watched anything else on The Mandalorian? No. This week's episode was so slow, so bad. Um. I got nothing exciting to say. Really, that, great. Love that. Anime, watch an anime. Shocking. Um, Tomo Chan, it's a good one. What's that one about? Uh, well, it's an, a Japanese anime, so naturally it's high school. Oh, of course it's in high school. Um, Tom Girl, Tom Boy, Tom Boy. How's that go? Tom Boy loves her best friend. Best friend doesn't see her as a girl. So you know. Polarity ensues. Anime. Anime. Exactly. It's all the and actually, the tomboy who is like has huge boobs, which, you know, whatever. Of course. Well, it's anime. Yeah. You didn't need, you didn't need yeah, to say got that. your anime tropes. Um, that one's actually yeah, surprisingly. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't see her as, the fem- as a female, but is the most obvious female you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's all. I don't, I don't have much going on. You know? Boring. Boring life. Don't uh, don't know. What do you got going on? I got what the what the kids call the usual and a whole lot of nothing. Usual all at the same time. World of Warcraft and and World of Warcraft. The show comes out next week. Oh, there we go. Um, not playing the D four beta this weekend. Might play it next weekend. We'll see. Uh, I haven't pre ordered, so this week is the pre order slash KFC mm. weekend. Uh I had plans to partake of the d4 partake of the d 
Well, that'd be next weekend for you. Um, just in general, like when the game came out, I just don't know if I. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, it's one of those potentially one of those ones where it would it would suit the every now and then play style. Yeah. Get in, slaughter, and move on. Um. But yeah, yeah. This week's pre-ordering KFC weekend, so. I did not do either of those things. Pre-ordering what? If you pre-ordered, you got beta access. Okay. For this weekend. Or if you went to KFC and got uh, a double down, you got access this weekend. I didn't. Okay. That's that last, second half is completely new to me. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen. Well, I, mean, I guess I've, I follow different things all over Twitter, but yeah. I've, I've seen not, it all, all over the place. This has been a very bizarre week for me where I have not even like. Up until today, I saw no video game news at all. Saw no news outside of, actually saw no news. Period. Other than the prostitution saying, ring, <laughs> other than the prostitution <laughs> ring getting busted, <laughs> which was sent, which was specifically sent to me via text message, which is the only reason why I know about it. Which is even weirder when you think about it. Yeah, in context for any other listener. Uh, yeah, yeah. That Matt got sent news about a prostitution ring getting busted. Yeah, they want to let me know that I that I lost one of my businesses. <laughs> Hey, the cops hit one of your businesses. You might need to move some money around. <laughs> that's great. That's that's in... Uh, what was that game I was playing? Empire of the Sun. Empire of Sin. Empire of Sin. Oh, yeah. Tears no, of the no, Sun. No, no, just Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Tears just of em- the em- Kingdom. Tears of the Sun. Yeah. Movie. Video game. Then we're over to Empire. Em- em- Empire of Sin. One of the mm-hmm. One of the businesses you could run was a brothel. So you had you had your bars, your brothels, your mm-hmm. warehouses, whatever. Nice. And that's basically exactly what you heard. Like, oh, the cops hit one of your <laughs> <laughs> hit one of your uh, establishments. We need to send some guys over there to claim it back. That's great. It was that game was it was that game was so much fun. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is on Game Pass? Empires of Sin. You're you're close every time. Empire. <laughs> you're close every time. <laughs> you Empire words, of Sin? You add words and letters, but you're close every time. Story of my life. Uh. Since the Empire is <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's the book I was reading on Feudal Japan. My bad. Star Wars Empires at War? <laughs> yeah. Remastered? Oh, God. With the Terran dude whose name I forget, DLC? Terran Card? Yeah. Damn. Trade Cartel. Yeah. Third Faction. You want to take a guess what they color they were in the game? Yellow. Yellow. Red, blue, and yellow. That would make sense. But yeah, so um, it's basically that. Just wow. Watching, ter- watching the tournament. Been some fun moments so far, but yeah, just good background noise. Yeah, baseball starting soon. World Baseball Classic. Still Mets lost me. their closer. Yeah, Mets lost their closer. I almost wanted to, I wanted to text your brother so bad. Oh, he but was, I don't have his number. He was feeling it. I was just gonna send him pictures of wheelchairs with nobody in them. <laughs> just be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Because uh, it, it's the part that sucks. Is like it wasn't even in the game. Nah, it was celebration. You know, it's just, right? Yeah, it's celebration. That sucks. And he's probably done for the season. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and then um, other weird stuff. Formula One race this weekend. Yeah, that's the week one. Off. We're in Jeddah. Yeah, 
going vroom vroom real fast so fast but yeah regular season starts soon we're going to opening day weekend yep um Yeah, race this weekend, March Madness. Yeah, it's good. A lot of stuff. Sports. Baseball. <laughs> Baseball. Do a little A-Rod. All right. And we will see you guys in seven days. Until then, toodaloo. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.